The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We have had quite a couple weeks. San Diego Comic-Con is in the books. We had an amazing time. Toy Anxiety has been rocking and rolling. The after shows have been incredible. Uh, I'm jealous of all the people who get to just watch because it's very exhausting doing this stuff. Yeah. I would like to just watch it. You want to sign up for Patreon? You're tired of just, doing just work. Listen. I'm thinking about quitting the podcast and then signing up for Patreon and seeing what okay. happens. Well, join uh, the $30 tier. <laughs> ah, Jake, here's $30. Where's my... Give me my thing. <laughs> I want the thing. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we're excited that you're here. Abigail Gardner, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, life has been good. I finished reading Frankenstein yesterday. Um, I've been watching the X-Men cartoon, which I know I've mentioned. Oh, the animated series? The animated series, yeah. And my Life has been pretty chill. Um, I'm excited about Dragon Con, and I am really glad that we went to San Diego Comic Con. That was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Except for we're going to go next year. <laughs> it's going to be twice. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, it was... For and then the probably every year after that. Yeah. Hey, this funny it's thing gonna happened. It's going to get really banal. So you wrote, uh, you wrote, you wrote Frankenstein. I did not. Mary Shelley did. Abby read Frankenstein, and I was flipping through Netflix, and I, I landed on a Dracula Untold, which I don't even know what that is. Just some Dracula movie? Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, now that you uh, read that, should we watch this movie right now? She and, she and I don't know what you thought it was, but she was like, no, I don't want to watch Dracula right now. I'm more into Frankenstein. But then it was like, wait, what is Dracula Untold? And uh, now I'm looking Are it you up. looking it up? Well, okay. what is it? I actually watched that movie very recently for the first time. Okay, it's well, like on um, HBO or something. Let's consult Jake. Yeah, because like a um, somebody uh, like one of my clients at work mentioned it to me because we were just talking about I don't know Universal Monsters or whatever, and he was like, "Oh, I really like Dracula Untold. Like you don't hear people talk about it that much." And I went home and saw that it was available, and I watched it, and it's awful. <laughs> and it's like I, I was it's, wondering where this was it's weird because it's like the whole plot of the movie is that the guy who is they they basically so you know how um Dracula was kind of based on uh Vlad the Impaler who was mm -hmm. like an awful guy who killed people and everything. So in this movie they're the same person. Okay. And they make they try to make Vlad the Impaler like a good he's a good guy for some reason he's like okay. a good guy and he impales people for his people and <laughs> something something's gonna happen and his his whole uh, entire clan of people are gonna be conquered 
but he, he finds out there's a vampire living in the mountains. So he's like, well, I'm going to go let myself get turned into a vampire so I can save my people. Oh, he's like, so he like, so he like purposefully becomes a vampire so he can win in battle. It's so fucking dumb. But okay. he was an impaler of vampires, correct? No. Vlad the Impaler was just a piece of shit guy who okay. invaded people and impaled them on um, okay. pikes. Was Vigo the Carpathian mildly based on Vlad the Impaler? Probably, that, not, yeah. I'm not joking. Pro- That's a thing. Yeah, pro- probably. Sure. Now I just want a Vigo Untold movie. Well, Dracula's <laughs> up next for me because, like, my intention is to get really deep into these universal monsters. And well, like, Dracula's re- good. Are you are you watching any movies to follow, or are you just? I will be. I want to. I want to watch. And I've seen Frankenstein, like the the old black sure. and white Frankenstein. I talked about it on the show and how much it moved me. Uh, the book was just as much like a, a, an emotional, moving experience. Um, I, I treasure it. I treasured that book. And so, yeah, I'm going to go back and rewatch that movie. And I'm very interested in reading about or watching The Bride of Frankenstein as well because it's great. I, yeah, I didn't realize The Bride of Frankenstein was a concept that was brought up in the book Frankenstein and the study of like being a monster and an outcast just because of the person you love or the way you love is like very tragic and uh, relatable. And I, that, that was stuff I didn't know was like hidden within the subtext of this book. Um, so I'd like to go and see Bride of Frankenstein or just watch it at home. And then I would like to kind of get steeped into Dracula, whatever's out there. I haven't, I'm just not as familiar. I want to know like the, the, the deep and well, tragic backstories. First and then watch thing the movies. is first, you start with Dracula dead and loving it with Leslie Nielsen. Which, which is um, which is one of the funniest movies ever. Can I tell you guys? I saw that as a kid. And I've, I've I don't know if I've ever seen it since I saw it in theaters, but uh, I was sick when I saw it. Does this ever happen to you? Like, um, I have like a bad association with it because like I didn't feel well when I watched it. I had like a headache and was nauseous, and I've always kind of been afraid to go watch it again. Which I, as I talk out loud, it's a little weird. I maybe wait. So you haven't out. seen it since? No, because or... you were sick. Okay, well listen. Yeah. I, th- something that you might not remember is that um, Peter McNichol plays Renfield in that. Okay, and he's a ama- he is so funny in that movie. Like you guys need to watch that. It is awesome. Everybody's super funny in it. Um, Amy Yazbek is in it, and she is super hot. That movie is amazing. Dang. That movie's so great. Hey, I love Leslie Nielsen. Let me put Abby, that on my Halloween list. Yeah. Have you seen Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the one with uh, Robert De Niro as the as the Frankenstein's monster? No, bro. No, um, that sounds dumb. It's amazing. No, it's, it didn't sound dumb. <laughs> it's directed by it's directed and it stars Kenneth Branagh, who is um, he's like a big. He directed the first Thor. He's like a Shakespearean. Yeah, yeah. He's directed a bunch of uh, Shakespeare films, but Ooh. he he did an adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And it's great, and it's closer to the book. Like I remember when it came out, people were like, "Why is the Why is Frankenstein talking?" And it's like, "Well, because he fucking talks." You know, he like, fucking sits and talks to his creator in what is like this microcosm of a human being looking at their god and saying, "Why am I a mistake? Why would yeah, you, you make should, me?" You should watch that. Um, I mean, there's like, there's tons and tons of adaptations of Frankenstein and Dracula shit. out there. So. Um. Mary Shelley was awesome. I read about her a lot today. I was like going through just online stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think she's really cool. I think the story is great. And I like enriching like 
getting deep into the original story. It just, I remember specifically in high school, like I was a freshman um, and I was not reading Frankenstein. And one of my friends who was in the class above me was like, oh, we're reading Frankenstein. And she was talking about it. And I was, I remember having my interest peaked um, <laughs> yeah. because she Man, was like, your high school is, well, you guys were reading Frankenstein. I was probably watching Billy Madison because my teachers were horrible. <laughs> probably. But no, what I, the other thing I was going to speak to is uh, freshman year high school is when I was introduced to Shakespeare also. And so that Shakespearean acting with Frankenstein, the story of that sounds really good. So I'd like to watch that. Can I tell you guys my really embarrassing ninth grade Romeo and Juliet story? I, uh, I need to hear it. Well, yeah. I was in. So I took um introduction to drama in ninth grade uh-huh. and we read romeo and juliet and i don't remember specifically if this was like a project where i was supposed to like create a piece of art or visualize like this scene but um i there's a part i guess in romeo and juliet where like there's a pitcher of water that like either falls or is referenced or mm-hmm. crashes to the ground mm-hmm. or something and the entire time, and I think I even asked my teacher, possibly in front of the entire class, why, <laughs> why they had a picture of water. Oh god! Like as in a photograph like, of they, water. They couldn't back then. And I know. And, hey, listen. I, I so you were Billy Madison. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I got a question. How'd they get that picture, picture of water? water? Maybe that could be all water. Oh my um, God. So anyways. Uh, um, yeah. That's why they called you Water Boy. Uh, Abby, it looks like... <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's Abby, good. it looks like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is streaming on Hulu. Fuck yes. Yeah, because I was reading that there was like a theatrical adaptation that had Benedict Cumberbatch in it. Um, well, that that was a play. Right, yeah. And um, he, it's him and I, for, I forget the other actor's name, but they would switch roles like every mm-hmm. night. Yeah. And some nights Benedict would be, you know, Dr. Frankenstein. Sometimes 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 and, and I did, I tried to go see it when it, it was like, a, it was like in the theater for one day. It was like one of those, yeah. it got you some know, phantom events. Blowback. Yeah. Cause it had yeah. like a pretty brutal um, scene similar to uh, uh, the remake of Halloween had in it. Yeah, are we the number one Frankenstein podcast right now? Dude, we have I want to be. For minutes. This, we should. Can we cut this out and save this for October and just post this? Yeah, a, dude. I'm. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Ready to get all up in Mary <laughs> Shelley. October. Who I'm, am I? Sorry. What are you doing? I was reading an article that, that was monster stuff. Postulating that she was bisexual, and I think that's really interesting. Who? Mary Shelley. Uh, I was about to say Frankenstein. She kept on like long, handwritten correspondences with women. Um. Kind of like Flannery O'Connor, who's one of my other. So do you. So much like me. Yeah. Yeah. Craig. Yeah. Craig and I have this long correspondence. Craig just had a realization. He's like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? No. Uh, listen, we got a lot going on. It's good to be in touch with friends. It's cool to read a book. I should do that. I'm actually reading a book right now about WCW Monday Nitro, kind of the Frankenstein of its genre. Um. And uh, it's the well, monster that Vince McMahon created. No, it's the one he killed. He's yeah. the monster. He's right, the Van so Helsing listen, in that. Before, <laughs> um, before we get any further, I do want to plug Patreon. We talked a little bit about it earlier. You can sign up at patreon.com slash yes have some where you get for five dollars a month immediate access to a complete archive of bonus audio content, including multiple bonus episodes a month. 
not to mention the YHS Instagram, Patreon, the Discord, which is rapidly growing, and now our weekly Toy Anxiety After Shows, which will also be on the audio feed as well as on a private link on YouTube. Uh, it's a lot for five bucks. That's so much stuff. That's so- mm-hmm. Honestly, it's too much stuff. It's too much. So we're going to start taking stuff Hours away. Hours of content for pennies. One one thing at a time. We're going to be like HBO Max. We're going to start deleting stuff from the feed. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to look for that TMNT. You guys don't want to pay for it? It's gone. Yeah. 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 Campaign promises. Sorry, yeah. folks. Yeah. It's we're going to... We're going to record full episodes and then not release them. Actually, we've done that before. We've, done uh, that. we've canceled Batgirl, too. Um, you can sign up at patreon.com. We canceled Man of Steel. That episode. Yeah, our, our second episode where we tried to review Man of Steel. Guess what? Who cares? No one's missing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, five bucks a month, patreon.com slash yes, have some, and uh, help support us. We also have a couple new shirts in the shirt store. We do not promote our shirts enough. People do message us and ask us, where can we get those YHS podcast community shirts? And you can do that at below the collar dot com slash yhs podcast get the brand new toy anxiety multiverse of sadness shirt or the ever popular abby collector oh yes bringing back newly popular newly popular bringing back maddie collector one step at a time yes uh that's below the collar.com slash yhs podcast uh jake why don't you fill us in what's going on over in monster island because i know you guys are are going well going through some stuff we are well i mean much like yhs we're all kind of splitting away from the original channel and yhs on monster island we're just now on our own channel all the videos every podcast we've done are is already uploaded i don't know how jake did that but i don't either but 24 hours but but i know i i know i went and subscribed to the channel and i got on youtube and in my subscribe you know, icon was lit up and I click on it and it's like 17 monster Island videos. (laughs) But yeah, if you just search, you know, YHS on monster Island, that's our new YouTube channel. Please subscribe to it. Luckily we weren't six years in like this show. (laughs) Um, So it won't be as hard, hopefully to uh, regain all of you as followers, but please just go check it out. Watch it. Uh, the, The last episode was actually a really great episode because, uh, you know, Jay went to G Fest, which is the big um, Godzilla convention that takes place. It was his first time. It was, and it happened the same weekend that we were at Comic Con. So we kind of had a, uh, you know, Godzilla at Comic Con versus Godzilla at G Fest uh, conversation. It was, it was good stuff. Hey, thank you for that. Check yeah. it out. Why just Monster Jay Island? Jay at G Fest and Jay, Jay that has at G Fest. Sound to it. Jay at G Fest. G Fest. Speaking of godzilla at comic-con abby got a direct message last night from idw publishing do you want to make the big announcement the one and only idw yeah well i might have been the one and only person to tag them in my instagram post um, <laughs> in front of the big godzilla yeah i i, I posted a oh. picture in front of uh, the idw thing i said good morning godzilla got 22 likes but it won it won me apparently something which i'll what? open my messages yeah let me, let me i was gonna share it in the group chat but i, I didn't so it's not like, fair hi there we wanted to inform you that you have won our sdcc exclusives giveaway for posting a photo at our booth and tagging us we just need to confirm a few details uh confirm you're 18 yeah. and i said yeah i'm 18 confirm you're 18 i'm 18 i'm, ready. Weird I'm IDW. ready to party <laughs> and i live in the u.s which i re- i responded well, so that's congrats, cool. what Jennifer. do you think it is Dude, I don't like. Here's what it's reality. John Yerkeba. Comments. 
<laughs> Reality they yet, John Urkaba. Give it him back. Photos. Hold on, nudes of Eric Burnham. In a little bag. <laughs> I'm not hoping for that. Um, I think it's going to, I mean, I what I'd like is if there's a choice of like, you could get comics from this. From it's this, not going to be a choice. No, They're just going to give definitely. you, it's it's probably just going to be a box with some promotional stuff and you'll probably get some comics. So. Hey, in my mind, it's, it's a, it's a hardback of The uh, Last Ronin signed by Kevin Eastman. Yeah, that's what I think would be pretty neat. That's in my mind. I mean, for Craig, that would be neat. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that I would be like super jazzed, honestly, about. Getting. It would be amazing it's if it was cool just if it was one of John's Godzilla covers. Like that would be awesome. That would be really funny. Yeah, really that would cool. be really cool. Um, Abby, do you want to? Um, yeah, instead of bragging about your winnings, God, I'm just kidding. Um, let us know what's going on in the world of uh, toy anxiety as well as the after show. Well, toy anxiety, we're always winning on that show. Um, and we you are. can win because we always do a wheel giveaway. Um. If you're listening to this and you've always listened to Yes, Have Some Podcast and enjoyed that content, I would recommend that you also subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch our Toy Anxiety show live at 9.30 on Tuesday nights. Uh, that's Eastern Time. And uh, it's just a fun hangout where uh, we're able to talk about toy news, show off the new stuff we got, and then finish the show up with sad comments, which is when Jake does his uh, Shakespearean um, readings of uh, people's woes on the internet. One of the Thank things you. I want to do, I do want to start segmenting those out and have a playlist of just sad comments. Absolutely, yeah, a good idea. With the goal of having like a, 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 a exclusive Mondo release, like it's press. been. going to put out the vinyl. Yeah, honestly, it's been getting harder to find good ones because I I find that ninety percent of the comments are exactly the same. So right, it's like, well, right. this is a comment I've already read, or this is a comment that's exactly like one I've already read. So it's right. been, it's been getting hard. Last week, that last one was a good one. Yeah, it was good. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard because a lot of the toy companies are doing better, you know? It's well, for us. Well, they're either doing better or they're shutting off comments on their uh, Instagrams. <laughs> well, it's one of those. Same thing, yeah. Uh, we didn't even talk about that Venom 3-pack Marvel Legends coming out. It's pretty cool looking. But anyways, um, so yeah, check it out. Check out all the stuff we're doing. We're, we keep very busy on YHS, and we're not going to get too much into it right now, but look for some really exciting and big changes from uh, the, the main show here. As far as uh, the way the show's distributed, and see now everyone's gonna be like, "Whoa, they got picked up by Sirius uh, XM Radio." That's not that. I promise you, it's not that. If although. we did, if we did, you would always have to do your voice. Coming out live, welcome to YHS Radio. Yeah, sitting us. This is just like hold on, sitting with us in the studio today. I mean, guys, you gotta check this guy out. He's a farmer. He's a rapper. He is an all-around good guy. And then just some guy that nobody knows who he is, but he's on the radio. Okay. Um, all right. I was going to tell everyone that it's more like your phone is updating to YHS, like, version point something. Like, yeah, it's just a new sense. It's a new update. It's like, an you upgrade. Just, we got an update. Yeah, it's, it was inevitable. It's, it's coming. evolution. It's going to be exciting. Accepted. And you guys are all going to love it. And yes. it's going to be really fun. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that more later. We've got so much to get into. Um, Dragon Con's coming up in a couple weeks. We are going to be having our third annual <coughs> Dragon Con YHS panel. Uh, tentatively, 4 o'clock on Friday. So if you're coming out to Dragon Con, vaccines not required. That's, that's, Just show up. Uh, masks required, but no vaccines. So uh, there's my sad comment. Um, I, maybe let's not even announce the, the topic just yet, but let's just say we're going to have a fun panel and it's going to be great. Does that sound okay? We'll tease that it's interactive. Yeah, interactive. It's interactive. There will be prizes. 
I guess there's gonna be prizes. Are there? Is it, now we have to buy prizes. Now I gotta get cool. some fucking prizes. <laughs> it's just gonna be things I find to drag God. It's all uh, the books. It's all the books Craig started reading. Yeah. yeah. Obi Wan. <laughs> Star Wars console Battle Plans. Whatever this bullshit is. Yeah, Console Wars. That one's actually Court of good. Owls. Console Wars was good. Okay. The, the first was the first two issues of the last Ronin. Yes. Eyes <laughs> of the Dragon. Part of the last Ronin. Second edition. No, I just want I want to give away <laughs> things we find at Dragon Con throughout the first day. How so Cl- like, I'm giving away a, I'm giving away a How Clay. How Clay, um Pizza Crust, Loose Mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All sorts of stuff. <laughs> By the way, I found. Do I say? I wasn't searching for this, but I just I stumped. There's a there's a. Uh, <laughs> I just I just say walked it, right in, there, <laughs> Say it. I promise I wasn't searching for this, but there is a a subreddit dedicated to like the swinger nightlife oh, of Dragon okay. Con. The NSFW. Listen, hey, I, I, I I no matter how you found it, I want to hear about it. I, well, there's not a whole I'm lot going on in there. It's literally I'm join one. It and read all about it. It was one lady who just posted a naked picture of herself and it just said, <laughs> "Can't wait to see everybody." Oh my god! So, anyways, uh, DragonCon rules, and I'm excited about it, and uh, it's gonna be good. That's our natural evolution: is that we're gonna like. I want to get sure. behind the scenes, you know. Some I'm excited. I'm excited for DragonCon as far as in like we're gonna get to hang out with Hal Clay, which we haven't really done in a while. Uh, Jakey's coming in, and um, other AJ. than that, a- yeah, AJ. But like other than hanging out with some friends, I'll just be glad to be away from work because I'm not feeling the. I'm just not feeling DragonCon this year, and I yeah. and I know I know I'm gonna have fun, and I know it's gonna be awesome, and I know like. The day we get there, it's going to be like, yes. But as of right now, like Comic-Con took Dragon Con's wind out of my sails. I'm going to for here's because we're talking about costumes and I know we're all kind of like, do we want to do a lot of we're all going to get there and be mad if we don't. So I'm going to similar to Patrick Swayze showing up at Keanu Reeves house and packing him a bag to go skydiving against his will. I'm going to show up at Jake's house and I'm going to say, where's your Hobbit shit? I'm putting it in a bag. Where's your uh fucking i don't know other costume nope. no it's not no. coming i'm leaving it all like i'm packing light crazy. no I'm packing quint? light no i you you quint can't walk around in a mask how he wouldn't stupid do it that he was just like it. how stupid to me costumes are utterly pointless when you have to wear masks and that's not me complaining that i have to wear a mask it's just costumes don't work like you it takes me out of it immediately even when people like make their masks, you know, part of the costume, a part of their costume. Mm-hmm. It's still, it just takes me out of it. And, and, uh, I just don't think I'm going to, I think I'm going to bring my ghostbusters costume and, and that's it for me this year. I just don't want to, I don't so know. We'll have a laid back dragon. Con. Yeah. To yeah. be a chill, be be a chill. chill one. I'm going to be a super chill hobbit. I'm working on that. I haven't ordered any of it, but I have like set aside all the items. There to you get go. It. And I think that's, I like point. Jake's like, I'm not complaining about masks. That's the next segment. But there now is, we're going to complain about masks. There is something to it, Jake, where if you're like, for instance, being a hobbit, you'll wear little ears and like have whatever going on with your. It's like way less comfortable and way less fun if you're doing a mask. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It just takes you out of the illusion of somebody. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. a really cool costume. But like, I'm, also... right. Like, imagine if like you went and saw you the see... new if you went and saw the new Marvel movie and like, uh, He's just like a new Avengers, and like Tony Stark comes back, but he's wearing a mask. He'd be pretty <laughs> fucking bummed. Is he like a really good Vecna, and he's got a mask yeah, on? Vecna's wearing his mask. mask. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh-huh. 
Okay, yeah, I get it. We get it. I'm I just get the it. panel's gonna be fun. The panel's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time. Yeah, come for the panel. Come for the panel. Stay for the pizza. Yeah, on the parade. Hey, last night I tweeted because we're about to talk a little bit about this against everybody's will. Uh, just make Batgirl the post-credit scene in the Flash. <laughs> Just show the whole thing. Um, I, I don't think we have to spend too much time on it because, like, the story's still kind of developing. But it is a big thing happening, which was the announcement yesterday that the Batgirl movie, uh, the return of Michael Keaton, uh, I think Leslie Grace is that her name, the actress that was going to be playing Batgirl. Uh, Brendan Fraser was the villain. Um, we're not going to see it. They got rid of it. Leslie Grace. They're. Apparently, they're going to somehow, through tax write-offs, save Warner Brothers and Discover twenty to thirty million dollars by not releasing this movie. Um, and there's actually the the stockholders call is happening right now. So maybe we'll have more information by the end of this podcast about what's going on. There was more details today. Apparently, HBO Max is staying for now. Eventually, we'll combine with Discovery uh, Plus or whatever their streaming service is. Um, and they're really kind of defocusing original content. The, the, the frame of reference here is that Batgirl was going to be a direct-to-HBO Max movie. It was not ever going to be a theatrical release. They put $90 million into it. The initial test screenings were... The scores were kind of low, but I also read that that's kind of common. Like, the scores were the same as uh, It Chapter 1. Same test screening, first, first WB scores. Um, and obviously that movie went on to be very successful. So um, kind of unprecedented, though, to see a movie this far into the development uh, being just in post-production, getting scrapped. Uh, there was also a Scooby-Doo movie that got scrapped as well. Um, I don't know. Jake, uh, what, are your, what, are you, what are your thoughts on this? Were you, were you surprised and shocked like I was yesterday? Yeah, I was surprised for sure because it, it is like a big that's a big, bold move, and it seems insane to put that much money into a major picture and have like major actors in it, and then just be like, "Hey, you know what? It's we know it's done, but no, we're good." Um, I'm not sad about it. I don't care. Like you know, I, I, there's no part of me that thinks the movie's great. The only thing that bums me out about it is I'm bummed out for Brendan Fraser because, like, you know, he he went through like a lot of he had like a a lot of bad stuff happened to him and uh, he fell out of, you know, the public eye. And then he kind of, there's that thing on the internet where everybody's like, you know, a couple of years ago, all of a sudden people were like, Hey, Brendan Fraser's amazing. Where is he? And then like, he's kind of slowly been getting back into things. And this was kind of his first like big movie back kind of. And he's mm -hmm. like playing a major role, playing the villain. And now it's just not, no one's going to see it. That bums me out. Uh, more than anything about it, but it is like a weird, scary thing that they're that's happening with streaming and and you know H I think HBO Max is a great streaming service and to be like, well, we're just gonna get rid of it. It's like this we, just really... can't, we just can't have anything. We just can't have anything yeah, nice. I wanted I wanted to piggyback off Jake and say that I agree with you in that Brendan Fraser deserves another comeback. They should make Encino Man too. Um, it's kind of a bummer that, that here's what it is. I'm not upset about not being able to see this movie because I was interested in it. Like I'm, I'm more concerned about what it says and how it reflects on the current state of filmmaking Same. and how decisions Same. are being made. Yeah. Where, how money is paramount and 
um, saving money is so important that they will scrap creators ideas and stuff that they've already invested on as someone who's whatever. I'm not going to even say as someone who's worked in the behind the scenes, but we, whatever, like if you work on something and you put all that into it and then like three quarters of the way through, you get like blue balled and it's stopped. It's just, that's gotta be, it just, it's not kind. It's not good. It's not how you, you should be creating things. Like people should be allowed to finish. And well, it's not even the movie was like 95% done. It was like they could just release it if they wanted. Yeah. It's not just that. It's, it's the, listen, I get it that all of these movie studios are, are owned by huge corporations who have to make decisions based on, uh, you know, stockholders. And, and that's, that's what the, it's kind of what you're both saying. The state of movie making is that these are not, this is not the love of film and the love of story and the love of fandom. This is, looking at line items on a spreadsheet and going de- control alt delete on Batgirl because like their actual not- skews or yeah, something. Just yeah. Like eliminate this. Yeah. So this, ju- this, uh, I guess the stockholder share meeting is happening right now. And this graphic was just released that I find very weird. So this is a, a slide that was just shown to, uh, to the, the stockholders. That kind of delineates the difference between HBO Max and Discovery Plus. Let me read it because um, we might not have a visual. HBO Max, male skew, scripted, lean in, appointment viewing, home of fandoms. By the way, this is the kind of stuff I see in corporate world sometimes. I'm like, what does lean in mean? How are there? How are they? How do they have genders? This is so ridiculous. This is stupid. Discovery Plus, female skew, unscripted, lean back, comfort viewing, home of genre dumbs hey ladies do you not want to lean in and have an <laughs> I, appointment viewing what does any yeah. of this mean i don't understand how they come up with how one is more male or female driven i just don't understand how they how do they know that are they moving batgirl to discovery plus because it's a female skew sounds like also statistics. like whenever whenever these become one thing if you're already paying for hbo max do you just get it or it's like you just gotta start paying for a new thing it's also like it doesn't i don't understand what they're doing streaming services now have a men's and a women's section (laughs) Um, it seems outdated it seems like um regressive and i don't understand it same as you jake doesn't doesn't make sense i don't know and i think that a lot of this Uh, hold on hold on this picture that you just pulled up there's another for slide any, for yes. anybody who's who can't see it. It has the brands, the franchises, uh, iconic series and characters. And in the franchises, I just I want to read through this because it starts off with like Batman, <laughs> Wonder Woman, Superman, Game of Thrones, Shark Week, the 90 Day Fiance Universe. <laughs> oh, the 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 nine FU. It literally calls it the the ninety day fiance. <laughs> you don't know about the nine fu, dude. I'm huge into it. <laughs> huge into the nine fu. Okay, Holy so please, okay, am I to understand that the iconic series and characters that those are for under the Discovery Plus mantle? Friends, fixer, the fixer upper, <laughs> Big Bang Theory, Property Brothers, Sex in the City. Like, is that the female geared entertainment that they're? Yeah, lean back. I am so fucking annoyed. Do not tell the women to lean back. This is like really stupid. Uh, I'm going to keep going through some of these slides because this is fun. Um, 
HBO Max and Discovery Plus, single global brand, customer experience, quality first. Oh, this is all bullshit. It says best of both. There's going to be both. such a backlash to this. Who are the people watching all the HBO shows going, man, I just I need a little more Discovery Plus. I mean, they've got the 90 Day Fiance universe, for God's sake. I really don't want to <laughs> focus on what I'm watching. I'd really rather lean back and just let it wash over me. <laughs> Well, as long I as don't the, think. I like music if it has a good beat, you know. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, there, there's some there's some shit going on over there, basically, yeah, and like it's all weird. Um, I do agree that that you know I don't understand. I can't. I'm sure there's accountants who could explain the Batgirl thing from a financial point of view, but listen, I don't want accountants making my movies. I do not think like I, I did not ever see anything from Batgirl and think it was going to be great this is not about whether or not the movie was going to be good yeah this is more about the right because the, the there's com- no way the movie's going to be good <laughs> I, I, think the be- I think the best thing to come out of this is that Craig it's saving you from having to be disappointed about how bad Michael Keaton is going to be as Batman again he can never live up to how good he was 30 years ago in Batman 89 and Batman Returns. And I know you really want to see him and I love him and he's the best Batman, but I feel like it's going to be the kind of situation where as soon as he's on screen, you're going to be like, Oh, it's going to be, it's a Bill and Ted situation. He's going to show up and you're going to be like, Oh, he doesn't remember what he's doing. And this is just them trying to give you a reason. You know, they're going a long way around just being like, we got to, (laughs) <laughs> Got to get rid of this Batman. Yeah. Michael Keaton is Batman. So. There was a story yesterday. Next. Before all this came out, there was a story that Michael Keaton, some interview said he's never seen a since Batman 89. He's never watched a superhero movie all the way through. Yeah. And his quote was, I just have other shit to do, which yes. I thought was really funny. I was going to say, funny. do you want to see Prime? So he Keaton? doesn't actually care. You know no. what I mean? Like he doesn't give a shit. Watch Dope Sick, which you have watched, and we have. Great. Yeah, he's that's I him doing like awesome yesterday. Stuff. Michael Keaton got a call. Hey, Abby, let's do one of those things. Pretend that you're Michael Keaton's agent, informing him that Batgirl got canceled. Okay. Ring, ring. ring. Wait, who's calling him? I'm Michael Keaton. You're that agent. Uh, ring. Yeah. Hi, is this Michael Keaton? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um, how how are you, Michael? Uh, got a lot of shit to do. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to take up much of your time. Uh, just wanted to let you know over here at HBO Max, we are canceling Batgirl. <sighs> let me ask you something. Did I make a Batgirl? <laughs> yes, Mr. Keaton. We did film Batgirl with you. I just don't remember that. All right. Well, no loss. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> okay, thank you, Mr. Keaton. We'll send you your big wad of money in a few yeah, Do I still get money? Yeah. Cool. He, he probably just thought he was filming The Flash. You know, he's like, <laughs> he filmed, know. they kept him, he filmed all of these scenes for The Flash, and they were just like, all right, we'll cut this scene out and put this in Aquaman, put this yeah. in Batman. We, <laughs> right. Yeah, oh he doesn't know. He doesn't know That's or just, care. Uh... The whole situation is weird, and I, I kind of, you know, I can't wait to see how it unfolds. I mean, to me, it's more of like a, Knowing that there's a full Batgirl movie out that no one's gonna ever get to see, it, it kind of messes with. It's like when that the Roger Corbin Fantastic Four movie that eventually like made it out, but like I still want to see it, like curiosity. But I don't know. Did the the the, the, the overarching subject of the DC universe being in some level of of disarray for ten years since Man of Steel came out, or twelve years, yeah. whatever that was. 
it's um I don't know. I can't say it's surprising, even though this specific stuff is a little bit different than all the other specific stuff, as far as like building out a DC universe and them not knowing what to there's do. A, there's a curse. There's some sort of DC curse, or either or either Marvel's over there, like spending most of their uh, fortune that they've made with the MCU, um, just sabotaging DC. They're like, hey. <laughs> Yeah, like, Marvel's like Marvel's. There's like a back alley, and and Kevin Feige's got his dark sunglasses on. He's doing a meeting with some exec <laughs> over at HBO, and he's like, "Hey, how much money to just trash Batgirl? Just throw it in the garbage <laughs> right now." And the guy's like, "Please, sir, we want to show our movie." And he's like, "Here's a you know, here's a two billion dollar. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know how money works, but he's just like, just gives him the money. I don't know. So like it's all Wanda's it's just there? weird." Wanda there for conjuring Kevin Kevin Feige's Doctor Strange is orchestrating (laughs) Kevin Feige's uh, roaming around the WB lot like Slugsworth from Willy Wonka. (laughs) He's he's like Ezra Miller, come here. I'll give you I'll give you a million dollars a set to go attack (laughs) another person. His two henchmen are uh, John Favreau and Taika Waititi. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Ezra Miller was paid off. Oh my um, god. Can I tell you what my suggestion is for Batgirl and also for the Flash, which yeah. I know we're gonna get to here. Um, and I know it's unrealistic, but I wish they would release like not now, but in a few years, maybe five years, let it like ripen. I wish they would release like a limited edition VHS tape that you could buy for a lot of money, but is very exclusive, like low print of this movie Batgirl and with the flash do the same thing. So they're making money, but not everyone they, can see it. It's not the same as like a theatrical or an HBO match. Well, as of right now, the flash is still coming out. There yeah, hasn't been any news on what's have, happening with the flash. I know. I just personally, I feel like it's kind of a, it's going to be a tough watch because it's tainted in my opinion. I mean, it's like everything else like in the world, like everything sucks, right? Like the, Luckily, the MC besides Eternals, like the MCU has been pretty much like I think Eternals. Everybody went, oof, what happened there? I but don't like, know. no, but I'm just saying the MCU is like hasn't had a lot of controversy, hasn't had a lot of like sure absolute a, still like, chugging on and nobody's getting on. arrested and right. I just compared the Eternals not being good to like Ezra Miller's like <laughs> going like that's what that's what I looked the Eternals is like the Ezra Miller of, of the MCU you know mm-hmm. yeah except they're making another Eternals movie oh yeah well are they making another Ezra Miller I don't think we can handle two of them it's a multiverse of Ezra's yeah. um Abby any other thoughts on on this Batgirl topic and you were excited about Batgirl like that version of it to sure I love the design of that Batgirl's costume in particular like the purple and yellow um that came Spirit out Halloween in, like, Batgirl well there was a it was a I remember the cover release it was just a big deal because right Batgirl, in the comics it was awesome yeah, yeah in yeah, the yeah. comics yeah because it was like it was a more functional costume um just making more sense wasn't quite as femme was a little bit more like like legit you could actually like run around in it um and it just was cool looking more or like over yeah. anything so yeah i remember excuse me i remember picking that up um but yeah no i'm not i'm actually not like really moved either to sadness or relief with not being able to see Batgirl. girl i just i think it's just nerve-wracking so you're just gonna lean back uh, i'm 
I just probably <laughs> lean back, honestly. But I'm not going to lean back when it comes to the Flash stuff. I, I think that Ezra Miller is is not worthy of um, having a continued career and out of respect to victims of his. Like, I'll be there. The I'll seeing, be there day one. I won't be happy about it, but I got to see my Keaton. If he's still there. If he doesn't get replaced with Ben Affleck somehow. Yeah. Oh, man. Right now, what's happening is like, you know, that scene in uh, one of those Zack Snyder movies where like the Flash comes from the, from the future and he's like going through that computer thing. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what happened with Michael Keaton. Um, and like the universe is pushing him back into yeah. back into 1989. It's correcting it's itself. Closing the laptop. Stay. Yeah, yeah they're close. Go. <laughs> By Michael Keaton. He's like, huh? <laughs> His head shrinking. <laughs> Um, I had a note on here. I don't even think we need to talk about. It. There's some recent interview. Keanu Reeves said he wanted to play Batman someday. I don't know. Maybe. Yes, please. You like that? Yeah. Physical not, stature. Yes. I'm He's not convinced pretty. Keanu Reeves can act. I like Keanu Reeves. He's fun. He seems like a really great guy in real life. Right. But like every time I give him a chance with a movie, it's like, oh, he's good at things where he doesn't talk. Right. He's not good at the whole acting part. He's just not. I love him. Give him Batman. I'm fine with it. Don't don't expect me to expect it's going to be great. Yeah, I don't need my Batman to be that great of an actor. <laughs> I like Val Kilmer as ba- as Batman. <laughs> hey, I'm not. Hold throwing, on. Hey, no, do not put. Do I'm not drag. Putting, I'm not him through the mud. The Kim. The Kimster. Was the Val Kimster. Kilmer down? The, the Kimster. Kimster. I'm not putting him down, but okay. I what I was thinking is that Keanu Reeves he does check the boxes of being the right size and like physical nature, like the ability. He's he's in shape. Um, right. He's broody. He's moody. He has a husky voice. Yes. So he can do all those but things. But I don't. I, 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 sorry. Go ahead. No, you finished what you were saying. Those are no, the last things. No, no. I don't want to cut things. you off. And the next thing I said was, why the F not? Okay. I just, I'm tired of depressing, brooding Batman. Like, I, I know that Batman is a brooding, dark character, but like, it's been 40 years of that. Can we just mm-hmm. chill? I want like a fun. I want to, I want to have fun. When I see a Batman movie, I don't, I'm tired of it being so fucking droll and dark and brooding and depressed. Like, chill. The, you're a millionaire. I would just want to. Yeah. I just want to have fun. I want to watch a Batman movie where he's like, you know, doing a detective work or going on an adventure, or doing something cool, and not just like crying the whole time. So you want to lean back with your Batman. Um, I want DC to lean into being good. That's what I want. Yeah. You want that George Clooney Batman? That's no, not what I said. Wants, I know. I that's not it. what that is. I just want nobody uh, wants it. That's I just want I think a fun Batman movie. I just think they can make one that's fun and where I, when I go to the theater, I can tell what's happening. It's not all pitch black. I want I Jack Nicholson as the Joker standing on top of Axis Chemicals, being like, "Ship them all." <laughs> We're gonna take about a whole new door. That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. Or I want that Joker from uh, SummerSlam. That was also fun. Yes. <laughs> SummerSlam. Joker. Yes. No, but I agree. Like I listen. Batman '89 is dark, but it's still fun. There is also like a, a an under like I don't cheesy is not the right word, but like you know, party man. I want part more party man. Camp. A little, little bit of camp in my mm-hmm. Batman. There you and, go. Yeah. More lean back. You guys ready to get this fuck budget? Yeah. Lean oh, in, lean out. We doing a fuck budget? 
Did you not see it? I'm just sit kidding. back. Oh what is it? Lean God. in and sit back. <laughs> Lean back, sit back. All right, guys. Here's the deal. We haven't done one of these in a while. We know you guys love them, so we're gonna try to bring these back more often. It's time for the YHS. Give me a time stamp. Forty-two fifty. Fuck budget. Mother, mother, fuck. Hi, everybody. Craig from Yes Have Some here, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you all about YHS podcast on Patreon. You know. You're here for a reason. You either just discovered Yes Have Some or you've been listening for a long time. You like what we do here. And I'm telling you, Patreon is the best way to get a lot more of it. For as little as $5 a month, you can help support YHS, help us keep the lights on, as they say, and you get complete access to our entire archive of bonus audio content. We do multiple bonus episodes a month. Sometimes they're full YHS episodes. Sometimes it's me just rambling about toys. We even have Jacob Walsh doing passages of Stephen King and giving his insight and opinion on all the books he loves with the Jacob Walsh Book Club. I'm telling you, the people that are already a part of it absolutely love it. We have this incredible community. And it's not just the audio episodes. You're going to get access to the exclusive YHS Patreon Discord, as well as our Patreon Instagram. Like, when we go on trips, when we go to Star Wars Celebration, when we go to Dragon Con, when we do all the stuff that YHS is known for, we don't post everything publicly. We have an Instagram page just for Patreon. It has exclusive photos, video, and just content that you're not going to get anywhere else except for on the YHS Instagram for Patreon. So, Abby likes to say, turn the wheel and unlock that vault and get access to all of this incredible YHS content that you've been missing out on. Patreon.com slash yes have some. As little as $5 a month, we have multiple tiers. And I'm telling you, you're not going to be disappointed. Okay, let's get to the show. Thank you. So the fuck budget, man, I feel like it's been ages. We've been very busy. Uh, the fuck budget, we have five pop culture topics. Abigail and Jacob each get 10 fucks to spend from the fuck bank. Not the same bank used by Warner Brothers because they wouldn't even let us into that bank. <laughs> All right. They well, there's no the money. There's no money in that bank. You're right. Exactly. I thought it was a water tower. It's a water tower. Okay. You're right. The, yeah. The Warner Brothers water tower. <laughs> hey, the Animaniacs the live in it. Yeah, that's what I exactly. It's actually a, we wouldn't um, be in this whole thing. rental space. We wouldn't <laughs> be in this situation with Warner Brothers if all of you would have paid attention to those cartoons before Batman on your VHS tape and get out that Warner Brothers catalog and order some stuff. Wow! Get your official right. hat. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- yeah, your your Michigan J Frog. Yeah, I'm gonna Photoshop uh, Batgirl, the new Batgirl on DVD, into my old Warner Brothers catalog. <laughs> that Jake. Like, Whoa! That's funny. Here. That's a funny idea. Um. Okay. <laughs> We each get 10 fucks to spend. Uh, I tried to cover a couple various topics here. Can't go over. Five topics, 10 And you got to defend your fucks. Uh, Ab, Jake, are you ready? Let's do it. Yeah, I've been waiting. You've been waiting? Yeah. All right. Uh, Abigail, we'll start with you. Yeah. First up, the brand new trailer was dropped for Andor, which is the prequel series to Rogue One, the Cassian Andor latest edition of Star Wars on Disney Plus, going to be debuting with three episodes in just a few short weeks. When so it comes to half of the first season, how how many episodes is it? It's twelve, twelve episodes. Okay, twelve. Good, okay, good, yeah. Good, good. Um, when it comes to the Andor trailer and Diego Luna, is that his name? Yeah, it is. Abigail, how many I wrote fucks? it down. I'm giving the Andor trailer, which I've watched now three times, two fucks. 
two fucks, two fucks. And I feel <sighs> if I hadn't watched the trailer going into it, I've been like, this is getting zero fucks because I've been disappointed. So, so recently um, and so heavily by, by star Wars on, on TV, like televised star Wars um, episodic shows. <laughs> I'm trying not to say uh, Obi-Wan or, or uh, yeah, Book. Boba Fett. I'm already. Li- I was like, "What is that other one? Oh yeah, Boba Fett. Book of Boba. Book of Boba Fett. Hey, yeah. What a weird show. Yeah, a lot of it weird, kind of like unfinished. A lot of head scratching. A lot of uh, unresolved momentum going into it, which is that, which is frustrating. Um, but when it, this trailer, I give it two fucks because we've got very solid actors in this trailer. You've got, I mean, in the show, obviously, because it's just pieces of the show. Forrest Whitaker, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, that's the Papa Skarsgård, and then Diego Luna. Just those, that, just seeing them on screen back and forth, like uh, it felt like, oh, this is very serious. This is heavy material. This is going to be uh, portrayed like with with a sense of um, not almost that Shakespearean seriousness. Not like it, it felt like real Star Wars, and also the things, the scenes you were seeing were very iconic. In the way that you see, um, like, the Senate for the first time or in a long time. It's kind of like, oh, wow, the Senate's there. Then there's that, like, tunnel shot of, like, a green something inside of, like, a space tunnel of some sort, maybe a ship. And <clears throat> that's where young um, Cassian is getting, like, doing a little sneak mission. <clears throat> Excuse me. And for me, young Cassian, as, like, a double agent, that story is, like, really interesting. It feels gritty and modern. Uh, I love the costume design. And... Um, I think that you saw Maz Kanata at one point. Katana. So no. I don't no? think so. Oh, who is that? that? What is but that? I thought I thought the same thing when I saw the trailer. I, I, re- I had to similar, rewind, yeah. Similar glasses yeah, or similar look. Yeah. It looks like a new character, but um okay. but it looks like they're they are very similar. I, I had to pause. I had to rewind it and pause same, to make sure. Same species of alien, but maybe. Yeah. Whatever. Does okay. Maz have four arms? That this this dude has four arms. No, and I no. Think he's, oh, yeah, and I think no, I didn't watch it that slowly or that many yeah. times. Okay, so definitely not Maz. I'll scratch that. But yeah, you got hot Mon Mothma, and uh, yep. I just think there's some yeah, like there's some hotties. Cool, two fucks. Mm-hmm. So you excited? Okay, uh, Jake. When it comes to Andor, how many fucks? I gave it one. I only gave it one fuck. Um, and, and kind of to piggyback off what abby was saying i'm i'm burned out on star wars uh more specifically star wars shows because you know even though i think every episode of the mandalorian was great and fun and was a really good entry into the the universe boba fett to me overall was not good it had some good stuff in it but overall i wouldn't look back and say yeah i loved boba fett and Obi-Wan, the more I think about it, the more I dislike it. I, I, I did really love, you know, parts of the last two episodes, especially that last episode. But overall, that show felt weird. It never felt real. It seemed so... I don't, I don't know. I got a lot of issues with the Obi-Wan show. And Star Wars is just getting to the point where it doesn't feel special to me anymore. It used to, like, whenever there was, like, you know, after the before the prequels happened and then even after the prequels star wars felt like a thing where you know just when it, when it was in smaller doses you know when it was just the movies now it's just everywhere there's so much star wars there's so much shows happening and the shows overall are just like kind of declining in quality i think that i'm not super excited for andor 
it looks great. The trailer looks good. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm just a little reluctant, and and I just give it one fuck because I'm not like, of course, I'm gonna watch it immediately, but I just feel kind of meh about the whole thing. Yeah, I, I I I'm kind of in a similar boat to both of you. Um, obviously, Star Wars is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, I do think visually this movie or this show looks great, and they came out and said that part of the reason it looks so good and the scope is so big is like they built real sets. They didn't use the volume. Right. And is is as much as we like the volume in the sense that they, it allows them to produce high quality television at, at a good pace and put these shows out. And like, listen, I don't think you have to go to, to the Tunisian desert to capture Tatooine if you could do it sure. with technology. Sure. But this feels this trailer feels more cinematic and the scope yeah. feels bigger. The, well, it- the stakes feel bigger. It does feel way more like, you know, Rogue One, which makes sense. And I really liked Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was very, very impressive. And uh, I, I'm, I, I'll be happy if that's the kind of vibes the show keeps throughout. Right. But I, I, but I also, it's this. like... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I, it, I'm not quite as high on Rogue One as a lot of people. I, I really like Rogue One. I, I really do. It, to me, though, the, the grittiness of it feels a little antithetical to what i really want out of star wars um and as i get a little bit older i find myself really just gravitating i I appreciate the prequels and there's a lot of stuff i like but when i get the feeling i get from a new hope and empire and return of the jedi has not been replicated in any modern uh star wars the the only thing that's come close is i'm on record i think the force awakens is a great movie i think it's a near perfect star wars movie despite whatever flaws you might have in it it did evoke some of those same feelings as the original and i the mandalorian i'm i really feel like kind of gets close um book of boba fett fell short uh obi-wan kenobi massively flawed in a lot of ways a lot of really good stuff but not like kind of what Jake said. It doesn't feel real at times. It feels like a we. It feels like a video game. Or yeah, something. we all experience some like a weird dream. Yeah. Together. So, yeah. but I, I, I am. I do think having said all that, and I'm not participating in the fuck budget. I think Andor looks great. I think the story they're going to tell about the birth of the rebellion is very interesting. High stakes. Um, they're going to. Uh, uh, I think. It, I think it could be maybe the best of the Disney Plus shows. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll so see. far, the tra- the trailers look good, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, actually, the Obi Wan trailers were never that good. <coughs> I was excited that it was you and McGregor. Yeah, but... seeing him back was what got you going. Um, I like how you said you don't participate in the fuck budget. I don't. You, I'm just doing my own thing. You're the dungeon master. I am. You've written it. I'm the fuck, the fuck, fuck dungeon the master. Budget master. <laughs> fuck dungeon. Don't say that. Budget master sounds like a really boring. <laughs> you're the, fuck, you ma- the, you're the fuck master. I'm the fuck master. Oh yeah, you're fuck master. All right, let's keep going here. Number two, Jake, you'll start us off. We're okay. going to be talking specifically about phase five and six of the MCU that was laid out, at least in part, at San Diego Comic-Con, specifically Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, The Marvels, Daredevil's coming back, Ant-Man Quantumania with Bill Effin Murray, star of Ghostbusters Afterlife, and uh, the Fantastic Four. We know... Maybe X Men at some point, but definitely Avengers, King Dynasty, and Secret Wars. Jake, when it comes to Phase Five, Phase Five and Six of the MCU, how many fucks do you give? 
I also gave this one fuck and kind of for the exact same reasons as Star Wars. I'm, I'm burned out on Marvel and I have not felt super excited for anything Marvel since after Endgame. And it's and I know um, I'm not sure if that's any fault of Marvel or their writing or what they're doing. I just think it's really hard to follow up, you know, that that like 12 year build up to Endgame. So it's been sort of weird. The last few movies have been enjoyable, but nothing, you know, nothing crazy awesome that I've felt like I needed to go back and rewatch. And I'm also just getting tired of not having uh, mutants in my MCU. Like that's the thing that will make it very exciting for me. And, and I know they've teased mutants here and there, but they've been, they've been saying that for fucking years. Like the last comic con, which was in 2019, the last thing they said was like, we haven't even talked about the mutants yet. Right. That was was so fucking long ago. I'm tired. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm getting over it before it's just like, uh, and and now I'm sure they're going to announce mutants it i think d23 they're probably going to talk about some x-men stuff there's some rumors they still have like eight things that they're going to announce right but it's so long from now and i mean yeah i'm excited for guardians of the galaxy i'm excited to see even though i think the first two ant-man movies aren't great i'm excited for modok and bill murray in a marvel movie mm-hmm. i'm excited to see what they do with fantastic four and i and i like the fact that i know that there are two more avengers movies coming but I'm also just not sold on our current team of the Avengers yet. So I just hey, I just want- thought of this, by the way, not to interrupt. Now that Bill Murray is going to be in an MCU movie, if he's got a prominent role as a villain, we might get a hot toy. And I'm buying a Bill Murray hot toy. <laughs> That's possible. Yeah. Bill um, Murray hot toy would be cool. Real quick, before I go to Yabby, there was an interview with Kevin Feige on the red carpet from San Diego Comic-Con by the press. The press that were allowed in the red carpet area, not the press that were staying outside the door. Um, (laughs) Not the one standing against the wall, weeping. (laughs) The weeping wall. The the guy was like, so, it was kind of funny. He was like, so, uh, do we have to wait till, like, phase 10 or phase X to get these mutants? Mm -hmm. And Kevin Feige was like, well, we're not gonna wait that long, okay? <laughs> because like, it sounds like it would work way. thematically. Um, okay, so one fuck uh, Abigail phase uh, five and six of yeah. the MCU. Where are you? I on see this? your one fuck, Jake, and I raise you to three fucks, which is what I gave to this three whole fucks. thing. Three three fucks. Um, I had to balance it out. I looked through like everything that's slated for phase five and six. I kind of read a little bit of the background, um, knowing that there would be some X Men characters popping up in the next Ant Man. Um. And then kind of reading about Kang. Are there? That, I thought that I um, might be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, like MODOK is in X-Men. Okay. That's the only... Well, I guess what I'm thinking of is everything building towards Secret Wars and how that's Avengers, X-Men, and Fantastic Four tying together. Yeah. And I was looking... Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that was something that kind of... That interests me a little bit. Um, But the things I really care about that would be released in five and six um, phases would be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, the next season of Loki, uh, the Agatha show, Coven of Chaos. I'm excited about the next Fantastic Four movie because it means I'll inevitably dip back into the movies that were made that I haven't seen. That were I have bad. a feeling Abby's going to be. The, we're and within a year a of Abby of being like, oh, that Chris Evans Fantastic Four movie is <sighs> amazing. And yeah. 
I could see you go down that road. And then the next two Avengers movies, like Jake, um, I'm looking forward to seeing those. Um, I kind of I like the team that they have uh, assembled. I like the current members of the Avengers. So I'm I'm having a bit of an uh, excuse me. I'm giving it three fucks. Three fucks. Yeah. Uh, they said from now on the Avengers movies will cap the the sagas. That's going to be a thing. Right. Um. I, I'm really excited about Guardians 3. James Gunn came out and said that, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special comes out this December on Disney+. Plus. He said it is an epilogue to Phase 4, and it is must-view for MCU fans. It's not just some throwaway thing. So I'm excited about that as well. Okay. Um, how are we feeling about those those two Avengers movies? Is, is that too much? Too, is it, are they announcing too much? Too far out? Like I mean... That's their thing. That's what they do. Like it is far out, and I mean, the, my only issue is that I guess plans can change. You know, I don't. I don't know what the MCU's track record is of announcing stuff way down the road and then those things oh, getting shifted. I think they. I think they're I think pretty they, good. I was about Compared to say, to like I, I think they, yeah, I think they mostly follow through. I don't mind them going ahead and telling us, but it, it just is hard to get the same level of excitement for these movies when we've been watching them for it's it's literally been 12 years of like yeah. constant you know two to three marvel movies a year now right. we got shows and when you're now having to figure out how to lean on characters that aren't the characters that everybody really loves it just gets harder and harder and it just gets harder for me to care you know like right. yeah, yeah. I'm, i i will be there on day one of all these movies of all these movies and i hope that they can pull me as in as i have been in the past but as of right now i am burned out on marvel as well i didn't even i haven't even finished watching all the shows and i don't know if i'm going to i just like you know i watched uh what was that fucking show? moon Knight, and i was like this is not great this is just not great and they're now they're filming a second season of moon Knight. There's like so much shit happening, and I don't have time. I just don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. It's too many yeah. fucking podcasts to do. Yeah, can't have a Moon Knight podcast. I understand. There's something specifically about like getting so many or too many announcements, and it being it's really about the follow through. You know what? I'm sick. Here, here comes a rant. I'm sick of this announcement porn. Okay. Yeah. It's you know they get people all hot and bothered to buy all their merchandise. And then they don't even follow through. I'm talking to you, Kathleen Kennedy. Where's those 20 Star Wars shows you announced in the pandemic? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, look at that. Look at DC. <clears throat> look at FanFest. I, I know that's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> when you Fan have Fest. a lot of Fan things Fest. promised. In there. Look at what Lady Sarah did to us. Okay. I'll make it. <clears> I, I am. Many promises. It's hard. Listen, the, the announcement... I'm very frustrated by the lack of X-Men announcements. And I don't, and I don't know what, um, you know, legally they're allowed. I know there was a long time we didn't have X-Men because it was a rights issue, but now they, they have those rights now, but it's like, then there's multiverse stuff. And it's like, I'm really nervous about what's going to happen with the X-Men. And if they, if they announce X-Men and they're just bringing back the old actors, I'm out. I'm oh, hard yeah. out. And it's not that I think I love Patrick Stewart. I, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think um, who fucking what's Wolverine's name. Uh, Hugh Jackman 
he didn't like fit that character perfectly, but he did a good job with that character. But I don't want more of that. If, right. if they're going to bring the X-Men into the MCU, I need everybody to be recast. And if that's not what they're going to do, I'm just going to, I'm going to pout like a little fanboy. Yeah. Sorry, gonna, I can't wait. I'm going to cry about it. What? Oh, Abby's doing the lingo. Yeah, look at me. What did you say? Sorry, bub. What did you? Oh, sorry. I said sorry, bub. I was practicing my rogue impression. Do it, but do it in. You got to do the Wolverine voice. I don't know if I can. Do Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird now watching that and seeing what Wolverine? Hey, Wolverine, I'm working on my rogue. <laughs> Your road. Can a girl drink a cup of coffee in the morning? She doesn't have. She, I've been working on it, but it's been two days of me like quietly watching the cartoon and running around the house doing a rogue voice. But is that but what you've been it, doing? <laughs> but Abby, She's but now so that hot. but now that you're watching that X Men, yeah, which is like based on what they're like in the mm-hmm. comics. In that's real, what they com- look like. That's what the X Men are like. Yeah, isn't it weird that? But- you saw the movies first and you're like, oh, this is what Wolverine's like. This is what, you know, they're it's, it's all like, so different. They fucking extracted all the camp, all the all the unique creativity and like likability and character about these characters that are like in the real movie in the movie it was like they wanted to like downplay all that stuff in order to have it be cooler and more appealing when the fucking main point of X-Men from what I've watched is about um, if you're like, it's about being being different and that being in question, and what like the at least what we listened to at that um panel in uh, at SDCC, it's like the extermination of of different people. Um, that being kind of a represent or a, a metaphor for the Holocaust. Sure, yeah. Plus, um, like the conversion therapy and stuff. Of course, and, like, I, or LGBTQ. Japanese internment camps. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's all. That's why it's always so funny when you see guys about, on Twitter like. like because they announced uh, it's not about being in the cool club. It shouldn't be like being at Professor Xavier's like academy or whatever is supposed to be like everyone here is like a jet boat. That's how it feels <laughs> in the live action movie. But in the cartoon, you're like, oh, my God, Jubilee. Her parents are like considering uh, they're just going to fucking like give her away to the to the government or whatever, like because she yeah. has she has those powers like that to me. I'm like, oh, wow, I completely relate to that feeling of like, yes, I love Jubilee. I love Rogue. I love Storm. Storm is like the camp queen, like fucking big hair, big boobs. Love the powers. Like literally that none of that translates into live action films. And I'm very disappointed. Got some X-Men talk going on here. I love it. All right, let's keep going though. I'm I'm like a 14 episodes in, I think. So you're good. Yeah. (laughs) Abby's living. Abby's discovering what it was like to be nine years old. At a time when you probably were nine years old. Do you want to know what I did? I ran around the house all day going. Yeah. Like it gets me going just like the, the power of song. Was so good. It's fucking great. I just, oh God, it's just so fucking good. And all, right, all of up. them are so DTF. It's fantastic. Down to figure Down out when their MCU movies coming on. out. There you go. No, but I love that shit. All right, it's we like got to go. Next, gen. next up, Jake, you're up first. Kurt Russell and his son, Wyatt Russell are now on board for the Apple Plus Godzilla and Titans MonsterVerse series that we don't really know much about other than Kurt Russell's going to be in it. When it comes to the MonsterVerse extending its life on Apple streaming and Kurt Russell being involved, how many fucks do you give? Um, I gave this two fucks. Um, Both of those fucks are strictly for Godzilla himself. I I don't care who they cast in it. I I like Kurt Russell. I, I I actually love Kurt Russell, and I think he's great, and I am happy that he's going to be in something like Godzilla. 
but I feel weird about Apple TV doing a Godzilla series. I'm, I'm glad that the American MonsterVerse has lasted as long as it has. There's been a couple times where they thought it was done. But it's also... I'd rather be getting the Japanese Godzilla movies because that stuff to me is just better and it just feels more charming and I don't know, but they don't do them at the same. There's weird rights with Godzilla and they don't like Toho doesn't want American Godzilla things being made at the same time that Japanese Godzilla things are being made. So there always has to be a break in one or the other for American things to happen. So I'm like, unless they've like, you know, renegotiated some rights and haven't really put the, you know, put that out publicly announced what that it. means publicly, then that means we're not getting any Japanese Godzilla movies um, anytime soon because they're making a TV show over here. And also I'm like, it's an Apple TV TV show. How good can that be? And well, also like, okay, what, 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 go ahead. Apple. We, it's pretty, it, it's the budgets are, Apple puts a lot of money into the their streaming shows. They like, I I had that same thought when Apple with the morning shows, morning show, morning show yeah, uh, okay. Richard Donnie. What's that movie called? It's not called Richard Donnie. What's that show? The guy with the soccer coach, Ted Lasso. Where Richard Donnie? I don't know where. Uh, that's not my concern. Is it that my concern is more along the lines of they're also making this sequel to Godzilla versus King Kong that no one really knows what that's all about either. So it seems yeah. like there's some confusion going on. I I also. I also really, really like the tone of the first, the 2014 Godzilla, and I really liked the tone of um, Kong Skull Island. Right. But the movies since then have become very silly, and especially Godzilla versus Kong. And I liked Godzilla versus Kong, but if I if I had my preference, I would rather it be a little more serious and and less like all of the human. Um, characters in that movie were like cartoons, and right. I and I and it's annoying. It made it, it was very annoying to me, and I hope the show isn't like that. You know the 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 sequel to the film is being directed by the same guy, so I'm like, well, the movie's we gonna right, be right. The movie's gonna be just like the last movie, and it's 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 definitely a fun time, but I'd rather watch that 2014 where it's like really made by somebody with a vision and you're seeing like impressive shots and you know, it's not just neon colors and monsters jumping around. It's like an art. It's like watching art versus watching, um, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. And I don't think there's anything wrong with Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. I just, I really think 2014 really nailed Godzilla, but then they quickly pushed away from that. I would like it to be back to that. So I, that while I'm trailer, excited that it's happening, the 2014 know. Godzilla teaser trailer is one of my favorite. This is one of the great trailers of our lifetime. Yeah. Agreed. Abigail. Yeah. I'm giving this half a fuck. So 0.5 fucks to this. And uh, Jake, I think what you're saying is, is extremely true. And that part about Godzilla, like Toho and America being like Godzilla takes with one hand and then gives with the other, like, you get a movie now, but you aren't going to get these movies because these movies yeah. are being made or whatever. That's frustrating. Um, I think the other thing is that uh, one of the things I love about Godzilla and all the monsters, the kaiju creatures, is like they're they're godlike deities, basically. Like those, it's upon their whim that uh, that trees break and and things flood and fire and rains down and all those sort of things. It's like that is 
beautiful and like you're saying that is like art when you watch it and everything like the the visuals the um the music the acting um that all like lends to it being an elevated something like where you're you, you fear the monster and you can you have some uh, like cathartic understanding of humanity and just what we're talking about with frankenstein in the beginning like that kind of stuff is like i think what's in a, the old godzilla movies like the good the originals and not the americanized version americanized version feels like they're just waiting to do a movie with the rock and Godzilla. Like that's uh, yeah. like, doesn't that, I, like they're trying to do rampage with Godzilla. You just, I just got so mad that you said that, I know. but like, but you know, like Godzilla King of the monsters was probably over here. It was, it probably did the least well out of all of them. And it is super silly and it has Ghidorah and Rodan and Mothra and all this other shit happening. But it also was very, for someone who's a fan of Godzilla, it was really like, it was, full of easter eggs and i loved it because it did feel like a later showa era godzilla film i'm not knocking any of the american godzilla movies i just liked how they i really re i thought the way they started was perfect and then they pushed away from that so i agree i just wish it would get back to when they first started them mm-hmm i just hope kurt russell's playing his character from hateful eight hunting down godzilla <laughs> as hangman that's but you know a boy can wish um i don't have much of an opinion on this i'll watch it it's fun to watch monsters fight um but i i kind of want to see i would like to see more japanese godzilla movies in in, in the modern era because was shin godzilla the last one shin godzilla was the last godzilla movie it was 2016 yeah it was immensely better that than any cool. of the u.s edition yeah. i I'd i mean shin godzilla is one of the best god it's mm -hmm. just one of the best godzilla movies period mm -hmm. um cool well uh lots to look forward to from them hey at least the monster verse is happening dark universe yeah for sure <laughs> take it I'm, I'm, i am surprised but very excited that i did in 2014 when godzilla came out i was like well this is gonna be it the fact that it's like four movies deep another movie's about to happen and a show i i'm happy with that I believe that w now that they're getting a series, this is the rebirth of the Showa era. So getting the Showa. Well, okay. we, if you could only see possible if you knew what the show. Also, Kong's getting a cartoon. Like there's a, there's apparently supposed to be a, a Netflix <laughs> cartoon. Yeah, mm. I love it. Hey, or keep anime. it going. Yeah, um, that's. All right, cool. So we have two more things to do for the fuck budget. Great discussion so far. If you like what you hear, you can get more of this on Patreon or at least follow us on social media at YHS Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Uh, next up. Oh, I know what this is going to be a quick segment until I start talking. <laughs> Abigail, you're first. It was announced today. October of 2024. Joker is getting a sequel. Lady Gaga confirmed uh she will be playing harley quinzel the romeo to his juliet and i didn't say that backwards because everything with joker is a little crazy <laughs> okay uh, he likes to set up knives and stuff uh when it comes to uh joker 2 being a musical and and existing, how many fucks do you give? Oh, you mean Joker Folly Adieu? Yeah, that's what's called Folly Adieu, Adieu, which was also a Fallout Boy album at one point. So oh, I did, uh, okay. Um, zero fucks. 
uh, and those the zero fucks are not because I I don't like having multiple people currently like all playing Carly Qu- Harley Quinn at once like because you have Kaylee Cuoco, um, then Margot Robbie, and then now we're gonna bring in uh Lady Gaga, which, um, I wouldn't say I'm like over her or anything like that. I I always like enjoy watching her performances, um, but this this just feels entirely unnecessary. Like, uh, just. It's a groan. It's an ugh. I I, uh, I wrote ugh, groan, and fart noise um, in response That's to That's the name of the third one. Yeah. Folly <laughs> adieu. It's just like, uh, I, I don't know that. Uh, I mean, I just, Todd Phillips and that Joker movie and Joaquin Phoenix are amazing. I'm not going to criticize. I don't know what to do. Like, I've never wanted to go back and watch it. I've never been like, hmm, let me have, I'm ha- I want to have a fun night. Uh, I'm gonna watch Joker. Um, that's never happened, but I really like the Joker as a character, and I really like Harley Quinn, and when she's written in a in a way that I like, I don't think that's gonna be happening in this movie. So zero fucks. Wow. Yeah. Jake rebuttal. Jake is gonna rebut you with, oh with a different opinion. Oh I think Abby's reading my notes. <laughs> Did you put fart noise to it? Zero fucks. Um, I I think Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor, and I like him a lot. And I think he's going to do a lot of great things, but not if he keeps making Joker movies. Um, the first Joker movie sucks. It's bad. I have rewatched it. I saw it in the theater, and I have gone back to rewatch it because I thought, you know what? Let me give this another. And it's bad. We shouldn't be sympathizing with the Joker. It's uh, it's just a bad movie. It's it's a little experiment that uh, you know Todd Phillips' comedy maker wanted to see if he could copy uh, you know a bunch of other better movies, and um, it did not work. He literally was like, "I'm gonna make Taxi Driver, but I'm gonna make it." Have you ever seen Taxi Driver? It's on it's my the list. Same fucking movie, but not good. Um, push the edge. What about the Taxi Driver sequel where they're all singing? <laughs> uh, I just didn't. I just didn't care taxi for it. So. I just didn't care for it, and I will go see it. Like I will give it the benefit of the doubt, and I'll I'll pay money to go to the theater and see it. But I just don't. I don't care. I don't have any fucks for it. Um, I I don't. I don't have any strong feelings towards Lady Gaga as an actor or a singer. I think she uh she sings just fine, but uh it's not. I don't know. I don't. I just don't care. Like I'll I'll go see it. Zero fucks though. Okay. I want to go on record as I'm a little bit higher on this one than you guys. I liked Joker. Guess who else liked it? Why? Oh, I don't know. Ivan Reitman, who also discovered Todd Phillips. So yeah, if you're well, gonna spit cares? in the face. No. Hmm. I. Oh, I'm, obviously, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> I mean, actually, he did like it, but I'm not. I'm not gonna use that as part of my defense. Uh. I just as a as a movie, I went and I watched it. I thought the performances were good. I thought the story was interesting. I do agree that sympathizing with him is uh, a tough swallow, and I don't, and I don't yeah even, a romantic depiction of that. It's kind but of- but I I liked what I saw. I actually I'm on record as being I am a Todd Phillips fan. Uh, I like Lady Gaga and uh, Star is Born is one of my favorite movies in the last uh, 10 years. Let's move on. <laughs> that movie's fun. worse than the um, Joker. The movie sucks, Craig. 
Anyways, that was so hard to get through. That movie is so hard to find. My name's the Joker. Let's um, let's uh, let's put it to the audience. We want you to come to group therapy, which is our <laughs> official Facebook group. Come to Twitter. T- come to Instagram. Is a star is born great, like I say, or is it a piece of dog shit, like Jake says? Now listen, the, topic for next the best part of um. What's that? A Star is Born. Do you not like, spoil this movie. I'm sp- the movie's been out for fucking years. I'm spoiling it. The best part was when Bradley Cooper hangs himself because that's what I was thinking about doing while I was watching it. I was going to say that. I was like, movie. oh, you know what? I feel you're right. They got me. This is how I feel watching this fucking dog shit film. My favorite. If I, gotta, part if of I the- ever got to hear that song one more time in my life, I'm putting a. Fucking ice in the shadow. I um, my favorite part of that movie is when Bradley Cooper makes his dog a steak because that's. (laughs) I think that's a really nice thing to do for your dog, and like the dog gets a treat. Anyways, I thought Joker was great. I like that. You know what I like? I like the DC fans who are mad that it's going to be a musical. That well, that's my happy. favorite part about it. That's my favorite part about it. Also, guys, don't comment on this YouTube video and fucking call me a gatekeeper because I hate these movies. Please. I'm allowed to hate movies. I prefer film connoisseur. Connoisseur. No. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I understand Can- why it's not everybody's. Yeah. Like, some, listen, it's hard when you're watching like. It's like when you watch 2001, like you might not get it at first. So just keep watching Joker. <laughs> And <laughs> all right, someone's directly paper girl. Let's right move. Now. Let's move on to the grand finale. <laughs> okay, yeah, grand finale. Tired of talking about this crap. A, a Kubrick, he is not. Okay, spoiler alert: if you have not seen the following subject matter of our last topic here, number five on the fuck budget. I think Jake is starting us off this time because Abby am. started us off talking about Joker, Jordan Peele's latest directorial effort, the third. Film in the Jordan Peele directing filmography. Nope. We all saw it. Jake, when it comes to Nope, how many fucks do you give? Well, but before I tell how many fucks I want I give, I, I do want to say if, if you haven't seen this movie and you're planning on it, shut this just shut, shut it this off. off. Shut this because, thing off. Because it really is there is a lot in this movie that you're not going to expect to, there's just a, you know, the trailer does not give anything away. Well, at least the first trailer, I didn't watch anything past that, but there's a lot of surprises in this movie. So, uh, if you haven't seen it, then go, please go away. Stop listening to me. But if you have, uh, I I gave this every fuck I had left, which was six fucks. And I almost just gave it all of my fucks because listen, I've seen this movie twice so far, and I might I might end up going to see it again. Wow. This is the best movie of the year. It is Jordan Peele's best movie so far. Uh, this movie is amazing. This movie is absolutely awesome, and I have not been able to stop reading about it, watching YouTube videos about it, uh, or just thinking about it. It's fun. Yeah. Six fucks. Well, by the way, we have a bad storm here, so I hope it doesn't cut out. Yeah. Um, Someone's trying to make Frankenstein's monster. Okay. Yeah. Is that? Oh, Uh, yeah. He used lightning. lightning? Electricity. Electricity. Light. Well, unfortunately, the way uh, Frankenstein's monster was the bolt of lightning. The bolt of lightning. Uh, How many fucks (laughs) do you give? 
I gave okay. quoting Back to the Future just to oh, let the yeah. audience yeah, I know. I don't do Back to the Future quite as deeply as I do the other other trilogies. Um, all right, nope, Jake. I respect the amount of fucks you gave, and I wish I could give more. This was the way I do and divide my fuck budget up is I um I kind of look over it and I narrow in the one that I know is my number one category, and I just give it as many as I can. I mean that makes sense, right? So I gave this four point five fucks. Um, that's all the fucks that I have left. <coughs> Excuse me. I uh, jotted down some of the things about it that I love, and it actually kind of sounds like a poem. Um, soundtrack, subtext, imagery. I loved Gordy, Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, what the fuck was going on with that cloud? Can't stop thinking about it, reading about it. Well, there was a alien inside. Yeah, of it. I now I know. <laughs> I said, okay, I just want to make sure you do. Yeah, that. I don't need. I don't need you. All right, I love death and tragedy in a fun setting. If nothing else, uh, the result of being a trained animal and losing your autonomy until you break and lash out and snap is fascinating to me. Also, it made me laugh. Bonus points because we got to see it together in San Diego. So when it it was just a, it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was a beautiful experience just for us to all be together and enjoying a movie. Um, how rare is it to actually? have the movie that you go see with your friends actually like be uh, a monumental Great. groundbreaking yeah. thing. Yeah. That, that doesn't happen. We, it's like we went, yeah. Saw- while a monument, another monumental horror movies playing right next door that we could have <laughs> gone to see for free. I'll talk about funny. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I already said the things that I love. It's got like the things that I love in movies that I think make perfect movies. Um, where the music feels like the story was written around it and the scenes kind of are naturally revolving around what you're hearing, um, the scope, um, the, like I said, the subtext, um, and that study of like what happens when you like try to train or chain and keep down a, like a human spirit and what, and, and also like the, I don't need to speak on all of the stuff cause it's, I don't think it's my place to, but if you go and read, I would encourage a lot of people to go, all y'all to go read after you see it. Cause it's got just really layered deep stuff and it's very, very cool. And also it's fucking scary without going into spoilers. I can say Gordy, like that was some Stephen King level. And I know that Jordan Peele's like obvious Stephen King fan. Um, I think it's, I think that that, that stuff being stuffed in there and like in a way that it was a little story within a story and, it being the most shocking thing, the most shocking scenes coming from Gordy was like, that's why I want to go back and watch it. Uh, the cast was incredible, and I think it's going to win some stuff. It was really good. Uh, real quick, just to reference what I was saying, we got to the theater. This was, I think, day two or three of San Diego Comic-Con. And there's, there's just stuff going around everywhere. And it was they Thursday. Were, it was th- oh, it was the first day. Okay. There was due to the world premiere of, or the a debut early premiere of this movie, Barbarian, which is a horror movie that we all saw the trailer for that actually kind of looks Which it looks fine. fine. Like, I would watch, yeah. (laughs) But they were being really pushy about trying to get us to go see that instead of Nope. The guy was like, you guys can see Nope next weekend. Like, these people were following you to your car. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, this, he was like, he literally was, we were like, we already have tickets for Nope. And he goes, so? You could go see Nope next weekend. This movie doesn't come out till September. And I was like, hey, cool. I'm going to see Nope. Hey, you should have heard of this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of this. I'm gonna go see the movie that I've been waiting for for hey, like nine like, months. Sir, I should have said uh, tactics work on me. I should have said, hey, I have Amazon Prime, so I'll watch your movie when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do want to say though about this movie. Um, I I like Jordan Peele a lot, 
he's you know back whenever it was just key when key and peel was on before he was making films that show's very very funny and i remember back then there's a lot of horror references in that show and they're deep horror references and i remember watching that show for the first time being like somebody in this show mm-hmm. is a big horror fan there's like a bunch of weird under the radar references even to like ghostbusters there's weird ghostbusters references that aren't just quotes you know uh so i was excited when he started making films and i liked us and i liked get out but i think both of those movies sort of um dropped the like maybe dropped the ball a little bit in the end i i didn't feel as satisfied i liked them and i had fun and i really really love that they're super original and they just feel like weird twilight zone episodes, but I didn't come out like a hundred percent satisfied with either one of those. So I was kind of expecting that same sort of thing with this movie, but I came out of this movie being like, this is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Like this movie was really fun. It has a, a sense of adventure of wonder. It feels like, it literally feels like Signs, Jaws, you know, E.T., Close Encounters of the Third Kind, all in one thing. But also, like, wholly original. Yeah. Yeah, it, like, super so- original. And also super scary. Like, super even scary. Like, and about yeah. the love of filmmaking. It's about capturing things on film and, like, the, the what goes into that. Like, yeah. by the end of and, it. And, and I want to say, too. Surface level, that's what it's When about. we first watched, I, I had to really, I haven't really watched it. I had to really think about the movie and chew on it for it wasn't like i walked out and was like boom loved it seeing it again i i was kind of like i was struck by the scope of it i think it is definitely from like a, a filmmaking standpoint a much uh more I, ambitious more ambitious i think jordan peele like his his tool set his paintbrushes uh he he's kind of refined his filmmaking Technique. style, yeah, well, and I and I think that has to do with the cinematography, the score, the way the movie's structured, the casting. Like, but it wasn't like it wasn't until I really we talked about it and I listened to some interviews and I really started thinking of that third act as on the scope of something like Jaws or something like Raiders of the Lost Close Ark, Close Encounters, or Close Encounters, and and it started kind of clicking with me. I really can't wait to rewatch it, Jake. What were you gonna say? Uh, I think um, something that I'm not sure if Abby knows, but I know Craig, me and you talked about this, but after, you know, there, there was a feeling that I feel like I got through some of the scenes in the film and on the, on my way home driving from, you know, your house back to Valdosta after we got back from Comic-Con, I listened to a couple interviews with Jordan Peele about the movie and somebody else asked him the same question. They were like, Hey, there are scenes in this movie where it's literally just like OJ on a horse in the middle of the night looking out over a field. And he's like, something about it felt different. And Jordan Peele was like, well, that's because you've never seen shots like that in a movie before because it's impossible to shoot. He's like, when OJ like looks out, he's looking out at like two miles of land. It's at night in the desert. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible to film that because there's no way to light that. Yeah. And he hired the cinematographer who who does all of uh, uh, 
Chris Nolan. Christopher Nolan's movie. So the guy who shot like Tenet and Interstellar and all those films, that's the guy he hired. He shot on IMAX film, which is a very different thing. Mm -hmm. And Jordan Peele said he was like, well, I'm going to let him speak on how he did this. But he essentially created a new format or a new way to film those kind of scenes. So even though some of those scenes aren't like, you know, super important to the movie or, or plot wise, but whenever they are you're, the scope. Whenever you're seeing the UFO, you know, there's a scene where OJ's kind of looking up and the UFO is like darting in and out of clouds, and you're just seeing this huge view that almost looks like you're seeing like a three that's all like new technology basically. And um you can tell like there's there's like a feeling you get watching the movie where it's like, whoa, this seems different. And the whole third act is shot in IMAX on IMAX film. So it just looks better and it feels better and it has a bigger scope and the uh, the aspect ratio is different. And it's just all I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just like it's like a real piece of art. Yes, well, like 100 percent. I think anyone that came out of that film with a complaint or saying that they were confused or that it missed the mark and or, or something of that nature. I think that you just lack an appreciation and understanding. <laughs> I love, I love what you're doing right now. You literally just said, Hey, if you didn't like it, you don't, you have no idea how to fucking operate as a human being. And, uh, well, I look at this as like a masterwork, a masterpiece that like someone ripe with talent, like at this point after cutting his chops on, um, twilight zone and his, movies to movies get out and um us it's like he's perfected the his storytelling and now he's telling wholly original things which in and of them like they're always in and of themselves like a a a person out of place in a in a situation that just puts you on edge right but this unfolded into a much bigger broader thing than he's ever done couple loose things i want to give shout outs keith david who plays the father Mm mm-hmm I've always loved that guy. He's great. He's the stepdad and something about Mary. The thing. He, he's been the thing. He was in the. He does all the WWE. Anytime WWE is like a like a retrospective, he's always the voice of. It. He's got that great voice. Yeah. Um. There's parts of this movie like I know part of the Jordan Peele thing is like trying to pick apart the movie, figure out the subtext, figure out the the, the hidden messaging, the meaning, the metaphor. I know he's kind of come out and talked a little bit about like, hey, sometimes you don't want to overthink some of that stuff. You just want to appreciate what you're watching and take yeah. take out of it what whatever you get from it. Right. Um, obviously, there's stuff in this movie to unpack. The anything having to do with Gordy and the sitcom and the way like it's not just there to be shocking. It's there to say something. I'm not a hundred percent sure I know what that something is yet, <laughs> but. There's there, stuff online you can read. I suggest. see. I haven't done a lot of reading, but one thing, and I, I don't know if anybody's talked about this. This is kind of this is one that uh, hits close to home. Um, so there is a scene on the ranch um, with uh, Stephen Young's character at the I can't remember the name of the ranch. Jupiter's Jupiter's something essentially plane or whatever, where in his office there's a hidden door. And he has all of this, like, basically, he's got, like, the dream memorabilia collection from the Gordy. What's the Gordy's home? Gordy's home. 
from the Gordy's Home TV show, which, if you've seen the movie, you know, ended in this fucked up tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got this collection that he saved. That this is this thing from his life, and he has fans of that show paying fifty thousand dollars to just spend a night in the memorabilia room, right? And I thought, and I haven't read. I swear to God, swear to Christ, man, I haven't read any of this. I find that to be a very very interesting commentary. Maybe even maybe it has nothing to do with the overall plot of the movie, but a commentary on fandom in general, specifically the way that fandom is able to overlook uh, atrocities for their own uh, personal. That is what gain. a lot of that's from what I've read and interpreted. A lot of the movie is about. Real quick though, and I had this conversation with a friend when in in the world of like true crime podcasts where you have grisly murders being investigated by independent journalists that literally people treat them these are people getting murdered and people treat it's like fan but there's a fandom around it. People get really they take sides and there's heated discussions and like at some point when you're so invested in something as a fan, you lose sight of the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And I do think fans in general of you genre suck the soul out of it almost, which is what happened to Gordy and which is like that that overall feeling I think that you get especially like Almost like OJ's like whole temperament in the beginning and the whole movie. He's like, I mean, even the fact broken the, down from, and even the fact that the main character's name is OJ, mm-hmm. who was a, a, a famous athlete involved in a grisly murder, where people at some point forgot that real human beings died, and it was just about yeah, it was sides. a spectacle. Which yeah, is the whole thing of the movie. that's what that was one. Of, yes, that's what the movie seems to really focus on is like what that spectacle does, what that. How it changes us, what has what's lost in order to capture it, and yeah, and right. who hurt and who is hurt in the process. Right. So yeah, I, I just there's a lot to unpack. There's no way we this movie is gonna people are gonna write dissertations about this movie. Um, but I do want to see it again. Jake, one thing, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap it up. You, you said that since seeing it, you can't stop thinking about it. When, when you're thinking about it, what are you what are you thinking about? I just <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> well, there are certain scenes that I'll replay, and there's also like, um, you know, if we're if we're not trying to spoil too much, the uh, the UFO thing is a very unique uh, organism, and uh, the whole end of the movie is very weird, and the way it looks is very weird, and and it's like the there's a there's also a really crazy scene like the the thing that happens to everybody at jupiter's ranch you know like how the creature works uh and just like the gordy's home stuff like it's like i you just like it's like i'm watching it all over and over and it's like i want to see it again and again and the gordy's home stuff is also based on a on a real thing like Mm -hmm. something similar to that happened in real life and you can get online and you know when, as soon as we got back from the movie i got online and i started researching if anybody's seen this movie google travis the chimp and listen to the 911 call or read about it or or look up the woman who survived you know the travis the chimp thing like it's all based on real events and it's just terror it's just really scary it's like scary that that happened and i also wasn't expecting going into a jordan peele movie and sort of getting an animal rights film. Like it's sort of about, you know, uh, you know, treating animals with respect, which is, it's sort of the plot of the film. Um, Yeah. All living creatures. 
And I think so, that yeah. thing, sorry. That thing no, you go ahead. Was... about the way that the um the UFO cloud is moving, the way that it captures you if it's if you look at it and it sees you, then you're gone. That's something about the spectacle. Like that 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 has something you could really unpack there with the, yeah. like the way that you become vulnerable to it being it looking at you and like capturing you on film, yeah. etc. Um I, I never we only watched Animal, a couple exactly. of those Twilight Zones. I want to go back and, and watch those. Um I think they're still on Paramount Plus. And speaking of Paramount Plus, I do want to say before we wrap up Beavis, Beavis and, and Butthead, Butthead premieres today. It's out. It came out last night at like three AM. Yep. Y'all know we buttheads. Yeah. Beave holes. There's a bunch of good stuff on right now. I'm almost done with Paper Girls. I only have two episodes left. Uh, Harley Quinn's on HBO Max. We'll see what happens with that. We'll see if that lasts. Yeah. Don't lean in or lean back. Um, I thought this was great. I really enjoyed the discussion. How about on- I just lay down HBO Max? That's what I want to do. Just lay down and watch something. Um, I like the discussion on Nope. I, I think, you know, this kind of all goes back to the discussion we were having earlier about corporations and the way they treat content. Like we don't just consume media and film and TV and all and, and, or play video games. Like it's not just because like there's nothing else to do. We, we truly love it and we're passionate about it. And when you get stuff like Nope, or when you get, um, you know, original visions from creators making uh, or even you know, adapting, you know, comic books or whatever, it, it is exciting and it is what kind of like gets us going. And I know that our listeners feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's disheartening when, when you see slideshows about the way they think about their audiences and the way that they try to encapsulate people into like, this is for men and this is for, it's so fucked up. Yeah, and which, stupid. which, like, which, which, what gender is Nope for? That's Let's what see. I was about to say. Which streaming service is going to get <laughs> Nope? Like, fuck off. It, there is no, there's no gender in genre. Like, don't be stupid. God damn it. Okay. Uh, final thoughts, Abigail, or was that your final thought? That was a pretty good one. I think I want to kind of <laughs> hang my hat on that. Okay. Uh, Jake, <laughs> final thought? D- yeah. I mean, that's, I just think everybody should go see Nope. That, that, that's my final thought is that movie's, uh, it's great. And I think it might be the best thing Jordan Peele ever makes. Yeah. It's going to be hard to top. And it, it, but I will say this. It's not like, if you go out there, if you look at reviews, even from like, uh, critics and stuff that I respect. It's not. There's some people who I think are. Well, a lot of people don't get it, or a lot of people don't get it, and a lot of people think that everything has to have some big. You, I see a lot of people who are like, "Well, what is the Gordy? Why is the Gordy stuff in there? What is that?" And it's like, just shut up and watch the fucking movie. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. not everything that happens in your life is connected mm-hmm. uh, in a literal way. Right. Like if I walk Nothing outside really and see some cat lying on the road, I'm not like. Well, what's that cat have to do with the dinner I'm eating tonight? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you just see something and it's cool, like a cool night. Nice hey, also, yeah, it, it, hey, also it is related to the plot. It is. It has yeah. something to do. It is. It follows the same themes as the rest of the movie. No, on don't levels. expect people to so just fucking go. No, watch Jake, it. you can't expect human beings to uh, to 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 just have themes. They need literal connecting the dots. It's what they, they need Gordy off, to tell dude. you. Like, uh, pay attention, your lit class. Yeah. Like, theme, motif, be like, ambiance. <laughs> why is Joker singing all the time now? He didn't <laughs> sing last time. Now uh, I'm going to get mad at the end of the show. Uh, metaphor is wasted on not, not YHS listeners, but the, the rest of you. On some people. On some people. 
Um, well, listen, this was fun. Like we talked about earlier, lots of fun, big stuff happening coming up for YHS, including our Dragon Con panel. So if you're going to be a Dragon Con, make sure that you come see us, say hi, and uh, watch us uh, entertain the people, much like Gordy. Okay. We're bringing Gordy back. <laughs> They're bringing Gordy back to Jake, Dragon Con. Get it, make yourself a Gordy t-shirt to wear. Yeah. Is there Gordy merch? Um, and then uh, more more and more stuff coming. Uh, we, we thank everybody for the support of, of YHS Podcast and Toy Anxiety, YHS on Monster Island, uh, and everything that we do. Um, until next time, my name is Craig Goldberg. For Jacob Walsh and Abigail Gardner saying 2021 is in the books. 2022 is over halfway over. 2023, we're getting another Ghostbusters movie. So stay tough, Marshmallow fans. Mm -hmm. Sit back, (laughs) lean in, whatever the fuck you want to do. Just keep watching stuff. All right. Bye. Bye.